Good morning. You can go ahead and have a seat for just a little bit. I, I, I want to make a confession. Um, I'm selfish. I know that comes as a surprise to some of you, uh, but I am. I'm selfish. I fly on the selfish plane. Uh, to be honest, I am in first class on the selfish plane. I'm a pretty selfish person. I, I know this about myself. It is true. Um, before you judge me too much, uh, most of you are at least in coach. You're, you're on the plane. All right? So uh, you're there with me. And if you're like me at all, you have this, um, this amazing ability to turn all things back to yourself. Now, again, chief of sinners, only child, like, up there in the front, that's me. But you, like me, have this tendency to take all the things around you and make them about you. Even our relationship with the Lord. And one of the things that we're going to get to do today that's a little bit different is we're going to get to pause and acknowledge what it really means and experience a vertical praise of the Lord. And so we just, we just got through singing, all creatures, lift up your voice. Sing hallelujah. That, that understanding of hallelujah is praise to the God who is. See, we continue through our psalm series, and we're in a new section of psalms. For the next few weeks, we get to look at psalms of praise. And let, me, let me give you a definition right now to just kind of set all this up. And you say, well, you're already preaching. It's just the welcome. It's going to be a long day. It, it, the whole day is going to be different. It's okay. Let me give you a definition. Declaring the greatness of God in response to who he is. This is what we're talking about when we talk about praise. It's not about what God has done for you. Those are uh, psalms of thanksgiving, and we're going to get to those. These are psalms of praise that we recognize who God is, and we praise him for just who he is. Now, sometimes we recognize who he is through his works and through his acts and most importantly, through the revelation of himself, through his word and his son, Jesus. But it's all about him. It's all about him. It's who he is, and he is worthy of our praise. And so every time we gather together to worship, every time we gather together as a church, there is both a vertical and horizontal focus. As we dialogue vertically with God and we, as we dialogue horizontally with one another, Today I want to give you a challenge. Let's get off the selfish plane as much as we can. And for the next hour and a half, let us, as much as we can possibly muster, focus our attention vertically and praise him for who he is. Let's not focus on the things around us, the things beside of us. Listen, the things that happened in the past week or the things that are going to come up. But let us just focus on him. And so the service flow is going to be a little different. We're going to sing songs to God that praise him for who he is. We're going to read scriptures to God that praise him for who he is. We're going to proclaim truths to God that make much of who he is. 
And we're going to weave song and scripture reading and prayer and proclamation in and out. So you're going to get your workout today. We're going to have you stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. I mean, all those things about church are going to be true today. I mean, it's going to be a workout. And either some of you really like the workout, and it won't be no problem for you. And the rest of you, you're like me, you need the workout. It'll be great. We'll be up and down. Now, here's the truth. If you need to stay seated, stay seated. If you want to stand, stand. But above all things, do what you need to do to give your mind and your heart and praise to declare the greatness of God in response to who he is. Church, would you pray with me? Father, you are the one true God. You and you alone are supreme. Lord, give us the perspective today. Give us the wisdom today to set aside our selfishness. Lord, and pour out our praise to you. Because you and you alone are great. You are beyond our comprehension. Anything we can just imagine, Father, you are great. And so, Lord, give us an attitude. Give us a heart to pour out our praise to you today. May today be a joyful noise to you. May today bring you honor and glory. And may today your church gather and with louder voices and focused hearts, may we praise you. I pray this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Church, Psalm 147, verse 1. Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God. For it is pleasant, and a song of praise is fitting. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the outcasts of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars. And if that's not enough, church, listen, he gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord. Did you hear me? Great is our Lord. And abundant in power, his understanding is beyond measure. He is worthy of our praise. So church, would you stand with me? And would you pour out your praise to a God? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord. For he commanded and they were created. And he established them forever and ever. He gave a decree and it shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures in all deeps. Fire and hail, snow and mist stormy wind fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, beasts and all livestock, creeping things and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples. 
princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and maidens together, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His majesty is above earth and heaven. He has raised up a horn for his people. Praise for all his saints, for the people of Israel who are near to him. Praise the Lord. Church, you may be seated. All creation, everything that is, exists to glorify God. All of it. Every part of it exists for Him. And so the first truth I want us to capture this morning as we kind of just gloss over uh, some of these psalms of praise is that God is worthy of all of our praise. And when I use the term our, I don't just mean us. I mean all of creation. God is worthy of creation's praise. And there's this amazing thought that the more we understand who God is, the more he reveals of himself to us, the more we comprehend, the more we are overcome with the awe-inspired conviction to praise him, to praise him. See, this is true for all of creation. It is true for what we just read. It is true for the sun and the moon, for the galaxies and the waters, for the particles that make up our most basic elements. It is true for the mountains of, the, uh, mountains of rock and for the trees that grow tall. It is true for the things that crawl and walk and swim and fly. It is true for all of creation, all of creation. owes praise to God, and he is worthy of it all. So I, I want to pause, I just want to ask you a, a question. How on earth does a rock praise God? How, how does a stone praise the Lord? And I want to remind you of that, but I, I want to take you back a little bit. I, I, I want to go back to Easter. Just a, a few weeks ago, remember it's Easter a, couple week, a week ago? And before that, it's Palm Sunday. And if you know the story of Scripture, Jesus is making his entry into Jerusalem. And Luke chapter 19 records this, and he's riding that donkey. Remember, all this crazy stuff is happening, and he's making his way back into Jerusalem. And the people are beginning to see the scales from their eyes are being removed, and they're beginning to see the very revelation of God living in front of them. And there is shouting. And there is praise. And they are singing. It's what we in East Tennessee would call a ruckus. There is a ruckus. And so the Pharisees do what the Pharisees do. They go, oh, wait a minute. I don't know about that. So the Pharisees approach Jesus and they tell Jesus, hey, you got to stop this. Your disciples, they're being too loud. You need to rebuke them. They're saying things about you. You need to stop them. They're praising you. Praise only belongs to the Father. They're praising you. 
They didn't recognize that God was right in front of them. And Jesus' reply back in verse 40, he says this, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. See, the point of what Jesus is saying is all of creation praises the Creator. See, the rocks cry out. They proclaim praise to Him, the Creator, God, through their very existence. They don't need a mouth. They don't even need a mind. The fact that they are is an ear-piercing testimony of the Creator and His goodness. See, in their very existence, they praise Him. All of creation, from our most simple things to our most complex things to us, it all goes back to Him. How great is He? And so the more God reveals of Himself to us, the more we recognize who He is, the more we are overcome with awe-inspired conviction to get off of our selfish plane and praise Him. Perhaps this is no more true than when we consider people, because even for people, and perhaps us most of all, He is worthy of our praise. People, young and old, rich and poor, kings and peasants, people of power and people of ignorance, even the stubborn and the proud. Paul writes in Philippians 2, verse 10, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This will not happen by force. No one's going to make them, but rather faced with the very revelation of who God is. They will stand in such an unavoidable, fearful awe that it will convict them to recognize Him and to offer praise to Him. God is worthy of our praise, and the most stubborn cannot resist it. There will be no distraction at that time. There will be no illusion at that time. There will just be a pure revelation of God that will bring us to our knees. Everyone to praise Him. That's why the psalmist writes this in verse 13. We just read it. Let them, us, all of creation, all that is, let them praise the name of the Lord. For He alone for his name alone is exalted his majesty is above earth and heaven so as we prepare to sing another song church set aside the distractions set aside the selfishness fight it and fix your mind beyond the illusions that we so easily chase and just consider who God is Consider his greatness, who he has revealed himself to be, and stand in awe. He is worthy. He is worthy of your praise.
And church, if we do not feel like it, can I just be honest? I don't feel like it today. I, I, my head hurts. I, didn't, I just don't, I don't, honestly, I don't feel like it. I just, I just want to do something else, sleep. Some of you, you want to think about what is coming, and some of you want to think about what has been, and there's all kinds of stuff, and you don't feel like it. Listen, if you don't feel like it, it's not because he's not worthy. It's because you're distracted. Let us repent of our selfishness because he is greater than any circumstance, and I mean any no matter how hard, no matter how personal. He is still worthy of our praise. And so whether in the overflow of healthy emotion or just in faithful obedience, church, rise up, pray, shout, be loud. Raise your hands, bow before the one true God and sing, sing to him who is worthy of the praise of the world. Church, would you stand? Oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens, out of the mouth of babies and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. How majestic is our God? That's the thought. Second truth I want you to see is God is the creator. We are the creation. God is the creator and we are the creation. God created us. He elevated us. He loved us and redeemed us. How majestic is he? So, I want you to consider verse 3 and 4, what we just read for a minute. It, it basically asks the question, what is man? What is man that you are mindful, that you care for him? That is hard for us to really get our minds around. Because we are the creation. We know things at a peer level. It's so hard. I, I was thinking the other day, my daughter likes to draw. And she'll take a pencil and she'll start to draw a line. And if she doesn't like that line, do you know what she does? She takes the eraser and erases the line. In that moment, as a parent, my heart does not break for the line. I do not lament. I don't think about it. I, don't, I, I take no thought in it. 
She drew it. She can do with it what she wants. It's hard for us to understand ourselves as a line. But the truth is, the only reason we have value and meaning is because of the Creator. Our, our worth, our value, isn't just in who we are, it's in who we are in our connection to Him. We are the creation. He is the creator, and the implications of that are incredibly vast. We only have one creator. There is just one God. This is an important truth for us to comprehend. Jesus, or the Lord revealed this to, to Moses in the very beginning in Deuteronomy 6, and what we know is the Shema in verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one Throughout the centuries, the Jews and the church have known that to be a foundational truth, that there is only one God. And again, the implications of that are enormous, but I want you to focus on just one this morning. If there is just one God and nothing threatens his plan, if he is supreme and he is sovereign and he is all-knowing and he sets outside of time and space then he knew he knew he knew you he knew and he still created us he knew what a selfish mess I would be and he created me he knew that I would sin and break his heart and he created me he knew that I would reject him and chase things that don't even matter, lines on a page. And he created me. He knew and he elevated me. He elevated us. He did not leave us as mere lines on a page. But he gave us his image. He gave us thought, language, emotion. And he did not just elevate us, he knew us in all of our brokenness, and he loved us. Not just without cost, but sacrificially loved us. A being that had to know no pain, felt pain. Because he loved us. And he knew, and he redeemed us. He reconciled us, the adulterer who had ran, who had rejected him. He reconciled us and brought us back into the family. So here's the point. How majestic is he? How majestic is our God? That he would be mindful and care for us. What does that say about him? See, while we were sinful and enemies, he redeemed us as sons and daughters. Church, consider his love. Consider his authority, his power to be able to do such a thing. There was no sin, no circumstance too overwhelming for him. His glory is set above the heavens and all of creation, and yet he knew you and he loved you and offered you redemption. 
knows you. And he chose you. How do we respond to such a loving God, such a powerful God, such a majestic God? Psalm 66 tells us we shout for joy and proclaim him and we praise him. Would you give your attention to Oscar as he reads Psalm 66? Shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Give to him glorious praise. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies come cringing to you. All the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. Come and see what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds towards the children of man. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the river on foot. There did, they, did we rejoice in him, who rules by his might forever, whose eyes keep watch on the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves. Bless our God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard, who has kept our soul among the living and has not let our feet slip. Third truth I want you to see as we continue to look through these psalms of praise is that God is the Savior and sustainer. All that exists continues only through God's active will. He keeps us. Not only does he save us, not only does he redeem us, he keeps us. That's really important because I'm not so sure I could keep myself. He keeps us. God is powerful enough to save you and keep you. And how would you respond to such a God? And so I, I, I need to just pause and acknowledge that there are some in this room who have not responded the majestic God who offers redemption. There has not been in you a repentance and a turning from the selfish plane and a running and a crying out in faith and repentance to the great God. You've tried to add him on. You've tried to fit him into the plane. But you've refused to leave the plane and I don't mean that in just the individual acts, but I mean that in the saving faith of your heart. We do that all around us in the religious kind of Christianized South. I want you to understand something about our God. He is great. He is great, and he is worthy of your life. And his son Jesus said, if you wish to have eternal life, you must lose yours. You don't get a hold on to both. But he is so worthy of your life. And the truth is, you have no life apart from him. And if you're here and there's never been a moment in time in your life where you have repented of your sin and in saving faith you have turned to the love and the greatness of the Father who sent His Son to pay the price for your sin, I want you to know you can be redeemed. 
Your life can have meaning. It can have value. God is big enough to save you. No matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, He is big enough to do that in your life. And as I continue to talk, there's nothing more important than you could do than just right there where you sit to bow your head and go before the Lord, your God. Repent. Cry out in faith to Him. And maybe for the first time in your life, maybe in the illusion of the thousandth time, pray Ask him to redeem you. There are others in this room who that is a reality of your life. You are an authentic Jesus follower. And we live our life not in fear, but in freedom. Because it is our God who keeps us. Church, how would you respond to such a God? I'm going to give you a term, Sabbath worship. What's that mean? Rest in Him. Rest in His righteousness. Rest in His ability to keep you. Rest in His sovereignty. Rest in the sanctification work that He's doing in you. Rest in Him. For he does not change. He will not leave you or forsake you. He does not grow weary. He does not forget his love. He does not fall out of love with you. He will complete the work he has begun in you. Not because of you, but because of him. He will keep you, return for you, and ultimately he will glorify you. The full image of his son. He is worthy of our praise and our response. What will be your response today? I read to you earlier that one day, one day, I know what your response will be. Regardless what you say or how you feel in this room, there is coming a day where your knee will bow and your tongue will confess and praise that he is God. The question is how will you respond today? I want to read in closing Psalm 150, and we're going to sing. And as we sing in a moment, if you want to come forward and pray, pray. If you want to shout and praise, shout and praise. If you want to sing, you sing, but you give glory and honor to God. Psalm 150, Psalm of praise, verse 1. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him. In his mighty heavens. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with lute and harp. Praise him with tambourine and dance. Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with sounding cymbals. Praise him with loud crashing, clashing symbols. Verse 6. Let everything that has breath. Let everything that breathes. Let everything that has existence. Let it all praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. Church, He is worthy of our praise. Would you stand and would you continue to sing and continue to pour out your praise?